Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for Here We Go, the Steelers show. It's Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer here at the Steel Curtain Network, a proud part of the all-new Fans First Sports Network. You're going to be hearing so much more from that, and you're going to be hearing so much more of my partner on FFSN in the near future, and his name is KT Smith. That's Kevin thatcher smith or is just plain old coach and when you say coach you say that with reverence what is up coach brian anthony davis great to be with you uh it's march madness brian and um i know that that has a basketball connotation but feels a little bit like uh march madness in the free agency market too with everything the steelers are doing so i'm excited to get to that i tell you what i wish i had the soundbite right now from star trek 2 but there's general managers across the league going con <laughs> because this guy has got it going on. Omar Khan has got it going on. There you go. That was good. That I, was should, good. I should give that to the, what Ian's talking about guys. They would like that for sure. They, they would do a good job with it. They, they could make that an entire shot, uh, entire song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, Hey, there was a lot of concern about whether or not Omar Khan uh, was as a as a cap guy. That was how, we, how he was billed for such a long time. You know, he's just a, he's a money guy. He's a cap guy. 
but can he evaluate personnel? Can he make the right decisions when it comes to, you know, pure football? And it's still early, but everything I've seen from this guy in terms of his personnel decisions has been pretty impressive. Well, before we get into that, because I'm going to bring up a guy like Andy Weidel, and I'm going to bring up guys like that, but you as a coach, you're as accomplished as you are, you're still only as good as your assistants, right? A hundred percent. So with that being said, you can't have your finger on the pulse of the entire Red Raiders organization being a high school team, but you can go ahead and be able to trust that those guys are going to give you the intel that you need every single week, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went we went three and seven and four and six my four, my first two years as head coach. And I had a young, inexperienced staff, and I was trying to do everything myself. And after that second year, I said, I need to get some better people around me or I'm going to get fired. Uh, you know, it, it became a, a, a real stark realization that is not by any stretch of the imagination a one-man show. And not only do you need great coaches, but you need good support from your administration. You need a booster club. You, know, you need people who can help you fundraise. You need a weight room. I mean, it's amazing, like all the different things that you need. And a professional organization is is that times 10. So, so yeah, you're right. Omar Khan's doing a great job. But uh, as I'm sure you're going to bring up, there's a lot of people helping them. So, yeah, I know the answer to this. So I'm going to go ahead and bring him up and make you say somebody else or ask you to say somebody else. But we we've heard all about the toughness and the grit and the nastiness of Nate Herbig, who was you know, under the thumb of he was helped to be drafted. And this guy knows him very well. Andy Weidel knows this guy really well. But who else do you think that a guy like Andy Weidel of those other guys that he brought in kind of personifies what he has done with the Eagles? Are you talking about the free agents that the Steelers have brought in? Yes. Well, the three guys that, so so you have Peterson, who's sort of an an aside. And we all know that Peterson was targeted because Cam Sutton left. And there's probably some negotiation going on uh, in expectation that Sutton would leave. But then you've got the the linebackers that they brought in, Cole Holcomb and, and Landon Roberts who both really fit kind of the Andy Weidel mode. And, you know, Andy Weidel was a physical offensive lineman at Villanova back in the day, a guy who didn't have as a player, didn't have a ton of God given ability, but was a hard worker who through the weight room and film study and just determination built himself up into a pretty good football player. And it's really interesting when you look at the guys who he's signed, I mean, Herbig's an undrafted free agent who, uh, it was expected after after doing pretty well in college, it was expected to be a draft pick, but had a really poor showing at the combine. But you can tell that Weidel's a guy who puts more stock in film than he does in in workouts. And so uh, he signs Herbig as a free agent, and Herbig goes on to become a starter in Philadelphia on a, on a really good line before he moves on to the Jets, and he's a starter there. Uh, Holcomb's a fifth-round pick. Landon Roberts is a sixth round pick. Holcomb was a walk on at North Carolina, right? You know, so there's a picture emerging here, man. And, and, and all these guys become NFL starters, right? So, so who are the Steelers signing? The Steelers are signing tough, 
hard-nosed guys who got the, to where they, they've gotten to because of their determination, not because they're uber-talented, but that they're just football players. They're workers. You know, they're, they're guys that, that live uh, with their nose in the playbook. They're good leaders. Uh, all three of them man, sort of fit the same mode, and, and it definitely has uh, Andy Weidel's fingerprints on it. You know, when you look back at some of the greats in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization over the years, and you think of where they were drafted, you think of Greg Lloyd at number six, you think of Donnie Shell and James Harrison not getting drafted, you think of Mike Wagner, I mean, I think he was 11th or 13th or something like that, and we can go on and on and on with that list, but I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I did not know about what Andy Weidel likes. Now, something that you came up with the title for this show, and I want you to go ahead and explain the title and where you're going with this because, and how this actually equates to toughness. Right. So, yeah, I'll just add one point real quick to, to the points that you were making. When I look at her big play, he reminds me an awful lot of Ramon Foster. And now you're talking about another undrafted free yep. agent. So a so, great one too. Absolutely. And and I'm not saying Herbert's going to have a Steelers career that parallels what Ramon Foster was able to do, but there's some very distinct similarities in in the way that when you watch him play, right down right down to the uh, all the Jets highlights that you see of Herbert where he's leaning over and tapping the center to to give him the, the indicator to snap the football. That's that's the thing I remember so much about Ramon Foster. I get kind of a smile on my face thinking about it is Ramon Foster communicating line calls and then leaning over and tapping at Marquise Pouncey to snap the ball to Ben Roethlisberger. And uh, you know, that, that, that brings to mind some great Steelers offenses. But to answer your question, um, so the t- you, know, I, you and I always kick around a title for the show before we go on. And, and the one that I proposed to you involved the fact that the Steelers' early moves in free agency – seem to signal a desire to get more physical on both sides of the ball. I really think that that is something that you can take away from the signings of Holcomb and Roberts and Herbert. They are all physical football players. And, uh, you know, at linebacker, for example, the Steelers really invested their money in sideline to sideline guys in Devin Bush and Miles Jack. And and I think I understand why. The, The game has become more horizontal with, spread offenses and the outside zone run play becoming the the sort of uh, flavor of the day, so to speak, in the run game and everybody throwing quick screens, et cetera. And so the Steelers wanted linebackers who could run sideline to sideline, especially in the absence of Ryan Shazier. And they're, they've been constantly looking to replace Shazier and they brought in a bunch of different guys, Bostic and Avery Williamson and guys like that and, and haven't been able to find much success. And, kind of Miles Jack and Devin Bush fit in that same category. But signing Holcomb and Roberts really signals to me that they're, that they're approaching the inside linebacker position differently. Both of these guys are more downhill run pluggers due to will fill gaps. Uh, Holcomb's a little bit more athletic and will probably be the guy who stays on the field on third down. Roberts is much more of a, of a, a vertical downhill player, but, what I take from it is that the Steelers are looking at making sure that they stop the run, especially on early downs, and they put offenses behind the chains. Because one thing the Steelers can do, and the Peterson signing figures into this, 
is if the Steelers get you behind the chains, they can, to use a great Mike Tomlin quote, they can unleash hell because of that pass rush. And now with Peterson, Minka Fitzpatrick, and DeMonte Kizzee in the secondary, you've got three really smart, cerebral, versatile guys. Hopefully they re-sign Terrell Edmonds and add another one. And man, the sky's the limit as far as what they're able to do from a scheme perspective. So that was my big takeaway, man. They're they're looking to get offenses behind the chains with these downhill pluggers at linebacker. And then they can get really, really creative with their scheme and their athletes from that point on. Very good. And that's fantastic. And that leads to so many questions. So I'm going to take a break and we're going to answer those questions. What are those questions going to be? It's going to be, what does this mean for with the departure of guys like Miles Jack and Robert Spillane and now possibly Devin Bush Jr.? We don't know. And how much smarter does this make this team? When I say smarter, you mentioned cerebral. We want to attack that as well. And we're going to do that right after this on the Steel Curtain Network. It is, here we go, the Steelers show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen. And there I am on the subway train. Sit between two finest girls. Welcome back to Here We Go, the Steelers Show. I am Brian Anthony Davis. This man talking to me in your speakers is Kevin T. Smith. KT, glad to have you. And we're talking about toughness and how the Steelers look like they're trying to get so much more tougher with these early moves in free agency. Right. Yeah, they've, they've signed some physical players, that, that's for sure. And I don't think that that's a coincidence. And uh, we were before the break talking about how the addition of Holcomb and Roberts at linebacker uh, is going to make the Steelers tougher against the run and hopefully put them in better situations in terms of down and distance so that they can get a, get more creative than they already are because they're very creative with coverage disguise and things like that. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, the Herbig signing is interesting because I think most people see him as competition for Kevin Dotson. They're, they're kind of similar players. They're both big physical guys. Neither one of them is particularly mobile. Neither one of them is going to get out and pull. So if, if you were looking for an athletic guard who's going to be really good in the outside zone game or the pin and pull sweep game, that, that's not Nate Herbig. 
He's not that guy. But the Steelers didn't run much of that last year. The Steelers, as the season progressed especially, became almost exclusively an inside zone, mid zone, and a little bit of wide zone team. I mean, it was almost all the zone game. And the zone game is is about double teams, and it's about vertical movement. Uh, it's about pushing a down a, a down line and a big three technique, an NFL three technique or an NFL one technique. You know, we're talking about grown men, 325 pound dudes who can bench press a house and play with leverage and get off the ball, et cetera. And, and the inside zone game says, hey, you're going to double that guy and you're going to push him to the linebacker. You're going to get vertical displacement and create seams for running backs to, to cut through. And Herbig's that guy. He's that guy. He's a he's a he's a vertical displacer. He's a people mover for sure. So it signals to me that on the offensive side of the ball, even you know, whether Kevin Dotson wins the starting job and Herbie becomes a backup or vice versa, something along those lines, they want to get more physical in the run game. They see themselves as an offense that is going to go through Najee Harris in the run game. The run's going to set up the pass. Kenny Pickett's going to be a play action guy uh, a guy who you know they'll get the ball out of his hand quickly when they want to throw it in the short game but they clearly want to establish the run uh, and build the offense from there and I think Herbig fits that mentality all right let's talk about the defense and we're talking about them being very cerebral and you've you know the cerebral players that they have on that team um, you've got cerebral assassins and it seems like you added another one here in Patrick Peterson, a very smart guy that might make up for his age, for his advanced football age. But my question when it comes to a guy like Patrick Peterson is how tough is he? Well, first of all, the phrase cerebral assassins is fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a wrestling guy. That's what they used to call Triple H for years. So I apologize that I'm stealing from wrestling. Oh, no, that was good. But uh, how tough is Patrick Peterson? I think, Pat, well, first of all, if you want Patrick Peterson to come flying down and stick his nose into the into the B-gap or like blow up uh, a pulling guard on a sweep, he's not going to do that. He, he's six foot and 195 pounds and he's 33 or going to be 33 years old. And that will not be his game. But he's a willing tackler for sure. He, he's he's way better in space. And he's a guy who in Minnesota the last two years, partially because of their scheme, uh, they played a lot of cover two and cover four where he was able to be off the ball a little bit and get a pretty good you know, pretty good uh, eye, line, eye line on the quarterback and, and diagnose plays and and they played a lot of what's called palms coverage, which is a version of cover two where, where the corner reads the release of the, of the slot receiver first. Um, and, you know, if that slot receiver's out to the flat or running a bubble, the corner's breaking on it right away as opposed to backpedaling and sitting. And Peterson really thrived in that scheme. But that involves a lot of tackling, a lot of one-on-one tackling in the flat. And he's a real tackler, man. He, he's not like one of these D-backs who – Never tackled in college. This is one. This is one of the things I really liked about the older defensive backs. Like college, the rules have changed so much in college that like you don't really get to practice tackling the way you used to. They don't bring guys down to the ground anymore. The amount of time that they can hit in college now is really, really limited. Uh, Peterson is older, and he grew up and, and came up at a time when when you had to still tackle properly. So he wraps his arms, he runs his legs. 
he does those little things that uh, result in sound form tackling. So I think the Steelers fans will be pleased, pleasantly surprised and pleased with his physicality. Great. And that's why he's here. But I think even more why he's here is because of the brain that he, I mean, you, where does he rank now as far as the, I'm, I'm going to continue to use cerebral. Where does he rank now on this defense as far as intelligent players? Because I feel like you've got a lot of them. I, you know, Minka, Cam, you, uh, of course, TJ, and, you know, Highsmith has some brains there. You know, I think one of the brainiest, and I hope he comes back, is Terrell Edmonds. But so where what do you think he would rank here as far as uh, not just leadership, but just as far as football smarts? Yeah, he said it himself uh, in some of his remarks that he made on Brian McFadden's podcast uh, on Tuesday. He said, I feel like the game is slowing down for me, which is always a good thing, because what you're really saying is I, I see things better. I understand things better. Everything, everything seems to be slowing down because I can really assess situations in real time. I did a, I did a film breakdown on on him. I was on the website the other day, and I, and I I'll give you an example of two plays that I noticed that really speak to his football IQ. One was he was defending a sideline route, and the quarterback was was rolling to the boundary, and the receiver was you know almost straddling the the hash. And you could see Peterson with his eyes up and he could see that the quarterback was rolling out. So he, he totally understood that the receiver, when he made his break, was going to make an outcut because the quarterback's not going to roll right and then have the receiver break back to the middle of the field and have to throw across his body to the middle of the field. So what Peterson did before, even before the receiver made his break was that he jumped to the receiver's outside hip and he actually played him with his, his, with his leverage to the boundary. And of course, the quarterback threw the ball there and the receiver wound up having to become the defensive back to, to stop Peterson from breaking, from picking the pass off. So really what he did was he, in real time, as the play is going on, he recognized the positioning of the receiver, the rollout of the quarterback, and understood immediately where that ball was going to go and then jumped it and anticipated it. And then there's a second one where the Vikings are playing the Bills in, in one of the greatest games of, of the 2022 season. Uh, when Minnesota ends up winning in, in overtime after just an improbable end to regulation. But Minnesota's gone up in overtime and Buffalo has the ball and they're driving and and it's fourth down and goal from about the 15-yard line. And Peterson's defending a post route from the out, from the outside receiver. And as the outside receiver makes his break uh, right around the right around the goal line, Peterson immediately undercuts the route. And you think to yourself, that's a big gamble, him undercutting the route. Well, it's a big gamble in the middle of the field because you've let the receiver run behind you. And if you if you miss, it, it's he's off to the races for a touchdown. But at the goal line, it's really smart football because what everybody teaches at the goal line is you can't let anything get caught in front of you. You have to make a quarterback put the ball over your head and fit it into the tiny little window over your head between, you know, your head and the back of the end zone. And so receiver makes his post break. And rather than run on the backside hip of the receiver, here comes Peterson undercutting the route. Uh, and, and he winds up picking off Josh Allen's throw to end the football game. And again, it's just that, like, it's that really little subtle stuff that lets you know that like he, uh, he not only does he understand the game 
uh, you know, on paper. He can, I'm sure he could draw up every coverage in the world and what it's supposed to look like. But as the game is unfolding in real time, he is smart enough to be able to make adjustments to what's going to happen. And to me, that's really high level stuff. You know, that's Micah Fitzpatrick stuff. And we've seen that from DeMonte Kazee. Uh, and so the Steelers have three guys with uh, just an incredibly high football IQ on that back end. And that's going to create uh, great opportunities for Terrell Austin to get really creative. And I really think he is going to be creative here. So that that's fantastic. Now, we got to talk about the uh, players that departed the Steelers. Let's start with Cam Sutton. And this was something we were trying to discuss on the preview last night, Jeff Hartman and myself. And the question was, is this an upgrade over Cam Sutton or is this a downgrade? We came to the conclusion that age was really the only thing that we thought was a downgrade. But what are your thoughts here? Because I, some fans are still not sure how to think about this. Yeah. I think for 2023, it's a lateral move. I think Peterson's going to be comparable to Sutton in terms as a player. The, the, the only thing that makes me a little nervous is this, that the Minnesota was predominantly a cover two, cover four zone team. And the Steelers used the fifth highest frequency of, of cover one man to man in the league last year. So you're going to take Peterson who's been playing, who at least in 2022, played predominantly zone and ask him to play a lot more man. And Sutton did that well. Uh, and so will Peterson be able to do it as well? And then the other thing is, you know, Sutton played about 180 snaps in the slot last year, and Peterson played seven. He played seven snaps in the slot the entire season. So he's not really a slot guy. Um, and so where do you where do you replace those snaps where, Sutton was able to play in, in the slot because one of the nice things about Sutton's diversity was that you didn't have to sub to move him around. If you wanted a slot guy, you could kick him into the slot. And sometimes when the Steelers were in their three safety package, you know, they sometimes even used Terrell Edmonds out wide to play the, play the flat in some of their coverage packages. So, so there are some concerns there, but as a football player, right. Pat, I think Patrick Peterson is even at age 33 is every bit, of what Cam Sutton is. The Steelers are just going to have to find ways to use him to his strengths and protect his weaknesses. Who is the slot guy now? That's a good question. I don't know. You know, I don't even, is he on the roster? I don't even know, man. I mean, Arthur Mollette did some good things in the slot. Uh, if the Steelers play that three safety package, if they bring him back to Terrell Edmonds to me is huge because it gives the Steelers so much flexibility. Uh, and if they go to that three safety package, then, then, you know, you can play Terrell Edmonds in the slot a lot in the nickel. Uh, and the Steelers are in the nickel an awful lot to begin with. So, uh, or, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a, their first-round draft pick. You know, who knows, right? I, I, everybody's talking about maybe the Steelers taking a guy uh, with, with the number 17 pick. Uh, so, so I'm not convinced I know the answer to that question right now, but I, I do think that they'll have some options. So let's go ahead and look at the linebackers that are gone. And – Let's even throw in Devin Bush, even though there's a chance that he comes back. But when you look at the fact that Miles Jack, Robert Spillane, and uh, Devin Bush Jr. Um, may not be on the roster, well, you have two that you're pretty sure aren't going to be on the roster. One defi- definite in Spillane. But when you look at those guys, who's the biggest loss here? Um, 
I don't know if there is one, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I guess Miles Jack is is probably the biggest loss. He was the team's leading tackler last year. And when you when you lose your leading tackler, then you know there's there's cause for concern there. Um Devin Bush, you know, he just never became the same guy that he was as a rookie. He just he just couldn't get past that knee injury. It it, it not only did it sap his ability to get sideline to sideline, which was one of his biggest assets when the Steelers drafted him. But it also made him tentative. He just wasn't as physical. I don't. I don't think he trusted his ability to sort of explode off of his off of his legs the way that you need to when you're when you're making contact with 325 pound guards. And I won't say he shied away from contact, but there were definitely times where he seemed to run around blocks rather than take them on or find ways to go through them. Uh, so I yeah, I don't think the Steelers will miss him, and I, I mean no de- disrespect to Devin Bush when I say that. And Robert Spillane, you know, I think they've replaced him uh, with Cole Holcomb, a guy who's probably a little bit more athletic than Spillane was and and can do a, a few more things. Uh, the, the downhill part of his game, I think Alandon Roberts does that just as well as Spillane. And, and hey, you know, Spillane got offered a nice contract by the, by the Raiders. So I don't think the Steelers felt comfortable matching it. I, th- I think that they felt like they could go out and and, re- and he was replaceable. And so... So I think that they have upgraded the linebacking core. And like we were saying earlier in the show, it's a totally different philosophy. It's a, it's a, these are, these are going to be downhill bangers uh, who will probably come off the field on third down Roberts for sure. You may see Holcomb come out on third down at times, depending on what the Steelers do with the rest of free agency in the draft. So they've moved without a doubt to a, a philosophical shift, which is going to be really interesting to watch. Do you foresee both of these uh, new hires, both Holcomb and Roberts, as the starters on opening day? Yes. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they weren't. Okay. Uh, that would mean who knows? You know, maybe the Steelers will take um, the kid out of Clemson. His name's escaping my Trenton uh, Simpson. Trenton, thank you. Maybe they'll take Simpson at, at pick number thirty-two, and he's a pretty good player. And but but I feel you know, the Steelers. Defense is pretty complicated. They they run uh, an awful lot of blitzes and fire zones and, and do some really creative stuff with their backers. And these are two – one thing that you read about uh, Holcomb and Roberts, everything I've read so far about both of these guys is that they're very cerebral. Ro- Roberts was drafted by the Patriots, right? So he came up in the Patriots system. And everybody knows the Patriots prepare their linebackers well. And when he went down to Miami, he was he went down there with with Brian Flores. So he's been he's been brought up in that system. So you know that he's going to be sound in terms of uh, his understanding of the playbook and, and fundamentals. And Holcomb wore the green dot in Washington. So there's a guy who's essentially been a captain of the defense. And it would shock me if a rookie could come in and displace those guys just from a playbook perspective. Maybe, maybe physically a, a, a rookie could be better than these guys, but, uh, you know, physical aspect of it, we've seen plenty, plenty of really good physical players who just, just couldn't quite master the cerebral part of the NFL. Joe Schobert, John Bostic, those were guys that were brought in. It didn't work out. Are these guys different? Do you think? Yeah, that, that's a concern for sure. Schobert, Bostic, Williamson, Sean Spence, to a degree miles jack yeah it just they've been searching for that replacement for ryan shazier for a long time but the thing that makes these guys different is these guys aren't ryan shazier they're not they're not even trying to 
you know, replicate what Shazier could do. I think maybe that's what they were searching for. They were searching for a guy who could do what Shazier did. I think that they thought they had that in Devin Bush. And that's maybe what they saw a little bit of in Miles Jack and some of those more athletic guys that, that, that they brought in. But with these guys, you know, you know what you're getting. And, um, and that might make them a better fit, right? I mean, if the Steelers bring Larry, Larry Ogunjobi back is another big thing we, you know, we haven't talked about, but, but with Larry O and Cam Hayward uh, inside and with Holcomb and Roberts, two run stoppers at the second level, the Steelers have essentially said, you yeah, we're going, we're going to commit to stopping the run. And, and then like we were saying earlier, hope that we get offenses in, you know, long yardage situations behind the chains where we can unleash everybody else, Highsmith and Watt and, and, and that, that really, uh, interesting back end that they now have. So, so I don't think that the Steelers are trying to experiment anymore with the Ryan Shazier replacement. Instead, they're going with guys who, you know, they know what they're going to get out of them. Who do they bring in next? You know, they're not done. Mm. Who or they- what position? Well, I mean, it, if you're looking at the entire offense or, or the entire team right now, I think the, the question mark, the bigger the biggest question mark is is slot receiver are they are they okay rolling with calvin austin the third do they see anthony miller in that role or is there a veteran guy out there who might be worth an investment uh if they don't bring back terrell edmonds then that shifts and that becomes safety now you've got to address the safety position so i think i i i if i had to make a prediction my prediction would be that that they're done right for the moment not done permanently for this offseason, but done for the moment with signing other teams free agents and they'll probably focus on their own they they need to address Edmonds and whether or not he's coming back and then they got they got to make a decision on Zach Gentry who I think is a pretty important decision as well because if you don't bring back Gentry then you have to decide if uh your if Cam or um, Connor Hayward is your is your quote-unquote blocking tight end so Couple decisions about to, to make about their own personnel first. I think I've got a free agent crush at tight end, and it's Foster Morell. Yeah, he he's been a good one. Uh, athletic, can block, you know, can do a bunch of different things. He's a he's a huge dude too. So uh, that's an interesting one. He got selected maybe two picks before Gentry. He would have been the uh, the next Steelers tight end. Yeah. Man, there's something I like. I, I, there's something I really like about Gentry, though. You know, like I do too. Far, he's six seven and two hundred eighty pounds. My God, he's six seven two eighty. You know, like how, how how can that guy not block? But he but he's built himself up. You know, you we you and I talked about this on the show before when we watched him first show up in Pittsburgh four years ago. He was about two hundred forty pounds, and he he just you know he just looked awkward and like gawky is the word. He like a thicker Ouija Thompson. You know, like Ouija. I love Ouija though. Yeah, yeah, man, but not a tight end, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, so he just—I just—I never thought the dude would make it. I never thought he had a chance to make it, and and yet he built himself up and and turned himself into a serviceable number two tight end. So there's part of me that's rooting for them to, to bring him back, but if they wanted to get a little more athletic at the position, I would totally understand that. So let's ask this one question: Now that Miles Jack has been cut after one season and they made some major cap savings because of that. 
does that the people that because I was one of the people that were saying that yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna cut him because they need linebackers. So the same people that are saying the same thing about that after one year with Mitch Trubisky, Mitch isn't safe anymore, is he? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, it's all it's it's been it's been really quiet on the quarterback front, which is interesting. Uh, well, they can I, afford I, to be. Yeah, for sure. I haven't heard a word about Mason Rudolph. So I don't know what's going on with him. Everybody assumes that he's gone, but um, I don't, you know, there's been, it's been very quiet as far as that goes. Trubisky's down there, or at least was down there in Florida, working out with picking those guys. He's certainly approaching it like he's going to be back. Um, so it would, it would surprise me if they moved on from him because he's a veteran who I think probably at this point has accepted that he's going to be the backup to pick it. He knows the system. He's you know had a chance to learn it. Uh, and and he's shown that he can. You know, I, granted, he he didn't do very well in relief of Trubisky in that uh, in that game against Baltimore, but you know he's shown that he can uh, play some decent football. So I'd be surprised if the Steelers felt like they could do better than Trubisky, unless they just decided, hey, the salary's too much, and we can get a really cheap guy in here. All right, that sounds really good. There's there's so many things that still need to happen here, but. Do you feel like the arrow is definitely pointing up after these moves? Yes, absolutely. I really like what the Steelers are doing. I like what they're doing because what I think they're doing is they're honing their identity. They're basically saying, we know who we are. We are on offense, a team that's going to pound the football, uh, use the run to set up the pass, give Kenny Pickett his best chance to succeed in the, in the kind of in the way that Ben Roethlisberger got his chance to succeed as a young quarterback with a really good running game and a good defense. And then you flip over to the defensive side of the ball and they're essentially like we've, like we've talked about saying, we're going to stop the run and we're going to try and make you uh, throw the ball and put you into some, some bad situations when, when that happens. So I, I really feel like the, I think, I think a team having an identity is important. And I just don't know if the Steelers have known who they, who they are lately. They were a team in transition. They were, they were, they were Ben Roethlisberger's offense for a while, whatever that was. Uh, they were a defense that was in flux. And, and then you had, you know, new coordinators come in and new quarterbacks come in. And, and it just it felt like transition. And, and what's great about that is transition never equated to a losing season. Uh, and, and now here we are. It's, it's like, oh, well, they're still tra- in transition a little bit. They're still a really young football team. But I feel like they have an identity and they're addressing that this offseason. Do we have a dude of the week? I do. Do you have one? I'll let you do it. Omar Khan. Omar Khan's had a great week, I think. And again, like you said earlier in the show, it's not just Omar Khan, but he wears the he wears the crown. He, he get, he's got the big title, so we'll give him the credit. I think that he has done a really good job of targeting replacements who like we just said fit what what he wants to or, or how the Steelers see themselves and even like the even like the subtle things like everybody's freaking out when all those all those linebackers were, were going off the market everybody everybody was signing a linebacker and the Steelers hadn't made any moves and uh, and and then Spillane got signed by the Raiders and everybody's like wow what are the Steelers gonna do and little did we know that they they'd already kind of made a deal with with Holcomb and they were just kind of waiting on the physical and he'd already sort of checked that box and I feel like he's very methodically checking off the boxes and what he's really done is, is he has shored up 
some of these areas of need so that the Steelers can approach the draft uh, with their wants and not their needs. And I think that that's a brilliant way to go about it. I I happen to agree, and I was going to go with Omar Khan, but I wanted to have you say it because I didn't want to just throw it out there. I I kind of thought we were going to be on the same page there. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a a good week for him, and I I I wish him the best, man. Keep going, Omar. You're doing a great job. Yep, I mean, uh, this is where we need Dave Schofield because I don't know what the record is for signing outside free agents. <laughs> I mean, they I mean they haven't beaten the record yet. They've only brought four guys in. Is that correct? Four? Am I? Yes, four. Yep. Brought in four in, but it seems like a four day record for him. Uh, so I'm gonna have to call Dave on vacation and see what's going on with that. But with that being said, it's time to get on out of here. Any final thoughts? No, just uh, can't wait to see what's next. This is, this is such an exciting time because you really feel like, you know, you're peeking behind the curtain a little bit and you're really getting to, you don't know exactly what they're going to do, but, but what they're, what they're doing with each move is they're sort of telling you how they foresee the team unfolding next year. And, and yeah, that's always a cool process to be a part of. Well, you know, I love the way you're looking at it. I did not, I did not put that thought together. I'm probably going to steal it and use it as my own with my friends and family. So I won't do that here on still curtain network though. I promise. Yeah, man. Hey, it's all, it's all for the collective good. Yeah. Take whatever you want. <laughs> that's why I love hanging out with this guy <laughs> every single week. Happy St. Patrick's day, my man. Thank you. Do you do anything special in the Davis family for St. Patrick's Day? I really do. We really don't. It's it's just a really another day. I usually what I do is I try to forget about the memory of St. Patrick's Day 1994. It was uh, one of the most devastatingly drunk days of my life, and the Steelers lost Merrill Hodge on that day to the Chicago Bears. I'll never forget that. I had a grand marshal. I had to be the grand marshal of the parade the next day. And it's the most hungover I've ever been in my life. Mm. It's still with you uh, all these years later. Oh, so yeah. It's 29 years. And, and I'm still I'm still shuddering at the thought of a drink called, I think it was called the Hurricane. No, Volcano. It was called the Volcano. And oh, gosh. That's why I don't drink now. I think St. Patrick's Day 1994 is why I don't drink. Wow, that must have been a heck of an evening. Oh, men in the hills are singing songs about it, Kevin Smith. Yeah, well, I'm going to spend my St. Patrick's Day uh, helping my son move from one apartment to another in Philadelphia, from in Center City, Philadelphia, moving furniture through Center City, Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. I'm going to need a drink by the time that, that's done. <laughs> so. Well, good luck to you on that. I, I wish you the very best, and I'll be... I, I don't say this very often, but I'll be praying. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Let's get on out of here. Kevin Smith, keep your feet on the ground. And keep reaching for the hypocycloids. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.